Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. The story behind the story, the complete leader. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, and joined today by the author of The Complete Leader, Ron Price. Ron, great to be with you today. Thank you, Dale. It's great to be with you as well. So we're going to take a look back. I guess we're going to open the the cover, so to speak, to The Complete Leader. And I'd like you to share with us the story behind the book. How did it happen? Great. Well, I appreciate that question because the book to me represents a great friendship and a great collaboration. Uh, Randy Lisk, the co-author of the book, and I met about uh, 13 years ago. Randy had been an electrical engineer at IBM and began to take an interest in the way that teams function effectively, not just using processes, but also understanding how to build strong collaborative relationships. He became a facilitator for Stephen Covey's program, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And that eventually led him into leaving IBM and becoming a full-time coach, trainer, and consultant. And we met at a conference uh, where we were sharing similar interests in, a, in the tools that we use to help to understand people. We call them psychometric tools. They're different models that help us to think about and learn more about what makes people unique. And that eventually led to us becoming a part of something that we called a mastermind group. So a mastermind group is where you get a bunch of people together who want to help each other. There are a lot of different versions or ways that you can approach that. But in our case, what there were five of us that got together that were all doing similar work but owned our own businesses. And we decided that we were going to share our business plans and ask for feedback and make suggestions around new books to read and things like that. We met oh, three times a year. And in one of these mastermind group meetings, I was asked to facilitate a project or an exercise, and I decided to teach a little practice uh, exercise that we go through a lot called brainstorming or mindstorming. And the idea behind it is that we create a topic and we give the group five minutes to create 20 ideas around that topic. Now, for people who are more analytical and methodical, this might not be that enjoyable of an exercise. That's one of the things I've learned is that things that excite me don't don't always excite other people. But in this case, I, I said, let's build... 20 ideas around how we could collaborate together in five minutes time. So the group did a tremendous job. I think they ended up with 22 or 23 different ideas for how we might collaborate with each other over in this five minutes. And at the end of it, I said, that's great. Is there anything on the list that you'd l- like to actually do that you'd like for us to go forward with? And there was silence for a little while. And then the consensus of the group was, no, there's nothing that we want to collaborate together on. <laughs> But uh, later that day, I believe it was that evening over a glass of wine, Randy leaned over to me and he said, yeah, you know, I, the rest of the group doesn't seem to want to, but Ron, if there's something that we could collaborate on, I'd love to do it. And that led eventually to our group, our mastermind group, talking about the idea of Randy writing a book. He, Randy would come up with these one-liners that were funny but poignant. And um, I, we got playing around with it, and, and I asked the question. I said, I wonder if anybody has the website bumperstickerleadership.com. And we went out and checked, and sure enough, nobody had it. And that became 
the uh, genesis of, of Randy's book, Bumper Sticker Leadership, which is a little coffee table style book. It's a great giveaway. It has 31 statements in it that are on bumper stickers on the back of uh, the drawing of a BMW. It happened to be a BMW that he owned. And then on the other side of that same two-page spread would be a description of what that bumper sticker meant. So just to give our listeners an idea of what that was, the first bumper sticker in the book is nobody washes a rental car. And you think about, well, how does, what does that have to do with leadership? And then in the left-hand side, Randy says that all things being equal, the company that has more employees who treat the business like they own it versus that they're just there as employees is the business that's going to come out on top. So nobody washes a rental car. He's a great way of saying you want to nurture this sense of ownership amongst your employees. Okay, so that's bumper sticker leadership, which I recommend uh, to all of our listeners to pick a co- up a copy of. You can get it at Amazon.com or other places. You can come to our website and get it. That eventually led to Randy saying, well, what else should we collaborate on? And I had been working on this outline for the complete leader for several years, building it. And I said, well, I've got this outline, Randy. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it done because it's a mammoth project. And Randy said, let me help you with it. And we talked about it a little bit and decided eventually that we we're going to work on it. And we had a little bit of trouble getting started. But eventually, after three and a half years of collaboration, we got the book completed and it came out in uh, the spring of 2014. Randy was the analytical contributor. He was very methodical, very disciplined. He had a certain time of day every day that he worked on writing. And I was the big ideas guy. I was the guy that would be on an airplane and all of a sudden get a new idea that I would shoot off to him in the next email. And we would pass the ball back and forth. One week, Randy had more of the momentum and he was working. The next week, it was me. And it was really a fascinating experience of collaboration, not always based on us seeing things the same way. Sometimes we had very different perspectives and it took a lot of listening, a lot of exploring why Randy felt this way or why I felt this way. And it was just an amazing experience that I'll treasure forever. And that eventually led to the complete leader, everything you need to become a high performing leader. Of course, in the introduction, we say, yeah, it's not really everything you need to become a high performing leader. It's just a foundation. It's the doorway into this conversation of how you can go on your journey of becoming the complete leader, recognizing that you probably never crossed the finish line. And that if there is a such a thing as becoming a complete leader, it is that moment when with great joy you can turn and pass the baton to the next generation, the next group, the next leader, because you see that they're prepared to go even further than you've been able to go in your own journey. So part of, well, the the entire Complete Leader book is based on 25 competencies that you lead the reader through. I'm curious, how did you come up with those 25 and, and how did you work together with Randy to get those? Well, I have to confess, Dale, that we weren't all that creative in coming up with the 25 skills. We were already measuring them. We both have been doing a lot of executive coaching. We'd begun to develop uh, leadership development programs and we were measuring these 25 skills in a report that we've been using for years from a company called TTI Success Insights. The report that we use is called Trimetrics HD and it's a leadership profile. It measures 61 different traits about a person's behavioral tendencies, 
where they get, have the most passion or what kind of rewards they're looking for in their work, what their thinking patterns are, the way that they make snap judgment decisions. And then it had these 25 skills. And as we looked at the 25 skills, I would say the thing that we did that really was uh, an expansion on the original work that TTI Success Insights had done is that we began to see that these skills fell very cleanly into three buckets. We had what we called thinking skills. So examples of that would be decision-making or problem-solving or even uh, systems thinking or conceptual thinking. Those are examples of thinking skills. Altogether, there are seven in the book. And then there are what we call achieving skills. So it's really about the way that you manage yourself, the way that you lead yourself. So those achieving skills included things like self-management, how you organize and execute around priorities or self-regulation, how you manage your emotions. But they also include things like goal achievement. Do you have a good pattern, a good discipline for setting and achieving goals and flexibility and resilience? There are five skills altogether in this bucket. The third bucket that was really obvious to us when we looked at the 25 skills are how you lead other people. And so those include things like the, how well you understand other people and how well can you evaluate what they're capable of and developing and coaching them and, and how well you persuade them or negotiate or resolve conflicts and your ability to build or be an effective part of a team. So there were 12 skills or competencies when it came to leading others. And then we thought we should add a fourth bucket. It wasn't really in the... Um, the instrument, the assessment, or the report that we use to help people understand themselves at deeper levels. This bucket was really a, more about character, and it was around leaders being authentic. So we thought about authenticity beginning with having the courage to be you, the best version of you, not trying to just be somebody else, but be, having the courage to go on that journey of understanding what's unique about you and how to develop that to its highest potential, which is going to make you stick out because nobody else is you. And then it's also having the humility, having the transparency or the vulnerability to be able to be honest about what you're not good at and to let people into the real you, not just to have people relate to some facade that you've created, but to be genuine about who you are, both your strengths and your weaknesses, and to understand that there is something that's, that you can do where you get into what we call the zone where you are the most authentically you and the most productive as you and learning how to identify and to grow that. So we wanted to develop this concept of authenticity at a deeper level, not just as a buzzword, but with real practical ideas as well. So we ended up with these four buckets, your thinking skills, your achieving skills, your relating skills, and then being authentically you. And much to our, um, I, I guess I would say surprise, but also our pleasure, as we were getting ready to, to, to get the book out, we were just finishing up. We saw that the National Academy of Sciences had published a report in 2013, 242 pages, where they focused on what are the 21st century skills that leaders need to master. And they used different words, but they were saying exactly the same thing. They said cognitive skills, which for us is thinking skills, intrapersonal skills, for us that's leading yourself, and then interpersonal skills, we define that as leading others. So it was really cool for us to see that the U.S. National Academy of Sciences was essentially saying the same thing as us, and we were putting meat on the bones. We were giving substance to it. Hmm. So as you look at those, those areas, thinking, achieving, 
relating and being authentic. Is there one that really sticks out to you that you say, oh, that's the one that I gravitate toward? And I'm wondering if if readers are going to find the same thing. Well, um, it's a great question. And I have to answer that I think it depends on your situation. I'm not saying that any of these categories are always unimportant or unimportant or that you can ignore them. But I, I really do believe that based on where you are in your leadership journey, there is a different emphasis. So some are going to be more important than others. Authenticity, I guess we could say is sort of the foundation, but authenticity is something that you grow over time. It's not just about being honest, but you, you develop greater depth and breadth of authenticity through your career. But having said that, what I've observed is that early in most people's career, the most important set of skills to focus on are leading yourself. So it's personal accountability, self-management, flexibility, resilience, and goal achievement. These five skills are really important early in your career because you're going to be noticed as a leader. You're going to build your influence as a leader based on how well you manage yourself. We've probably all had a boss somewhere along the line that didn't master these skills. He or she did a terrible job managing themselves. They might have difficulty controlling their emotions or they may always be changing priorities and have the inability to maintain focus or they may consistently fail to achieve the goals that they've set for themselves or they may be blaming other people all the time. They're always playing the victim. So I think early in your career, mastering these skills around managing yourself is really, really critical to building a strong foundation as a leader. When you get mid-career, for most people, it won't be true for everybody, but for most people in the middle part of your career, the skills that become more important are the skills around leading others. Because for most of us, part of that pathway of becoming a a leader with more and more influence is we begin to lead other people. And so we have to really develop the capacity for understanding others at a deep level and recognizing what their strengths are, organizing around those strengths. And we need to develop our communication skills with them, whether it's presentation skills or written communication or our ability to persuade or to negotiate agreements or to resolve conflicts. And during this stage of our career, oftentimes it's our ability to build a high functioning team, a high performing team that's going to be the way that we continue to expand our leadership influence. And then as you get toward the peak of your career, as you get to the highest level of influence in your career, I think this is when the thinking skills become very important. So your ability to envision the future and to see things before they become a reality or your problem solving or decision making skills, your continuous learning, your creativity, the way that you plan and organize for the future. These are all thinking skills that become very, very important as you develop your optimal amount of influence in organizations for the simple reason that the decisions that you make have a profound impact on other people. If that's one thing that I've learned from working with senior executives, It's that as they become more and more self-aware and as they become the fullest expression of leadership that they can become, they begin to recognize with great sobriety what a huge impact their decisions are going to make on their organization and the people inside of their organization. So I think when you get to the top of your career, you really have to have mastered these thinking skills because if you haven't, 
you're going to be having a negative influence on the people that you're leading. You know, it's interesting. One of the uh, pages and pages of notes on the complete leader and the first line in my notes is something that I've I've heard you say, and it really relates to this idea of the achieving skills. And it's I am the expert of my intent. You are the expert of my impact. Yeah, that's a great statement, Dale. Um, and and we use that as the foundation for teaching leaders how to be good at giving feedback and at receiving feedback. Actually, I should have reversed that because we think that the leader who learns how to, how to receive feedback well is actually teaching the people around them how to do that so that when that leader gives feedback, it's going to have a greater impact. So we begin by saying one of the greatest awarenesses that leaders need to develop is to realize that there's a big difference between what you intend, what your motive is, and how you impact others. Oftentimes, as leaders, our intents are pretty pretty good, pretty close to pure, probably never perfect, but pretty... Um, uh, strong, pretty moral, pretty altruistic. We really, as a leader, want to have a positive impact in the world around us. We don't want to be a bad leader. We want to be good in the way that we influence others. But there's a big difference between wanting to be good and actually being able to create that impact. And oftentimes the impact is very, very different. I'll just tell a story that's family related. One night I was getting ready for a coaching call with one of my clients in China and um, I started to move to my home office. My wife was working on her computer and she said, hey, I want to show you this and see what you think. And I said, well, I don't have time right now. I've got to go get get ready for this call. And I went and took the call. And later that day or the next morning, I don't remember which, my wife said, you know, when you told me you had to go take the call, I really felt disrespected. I felt like I was just brushed aside. And my immediate response wanted to be, that's not fair. You knew I had to take this call. You knew I have to get ready for the call. It's really unfair that you're telling me that I was disrespectful. But because I've been learning how to separate intent from impact and to realize she wasn't telling me what my intent was, she was telling me what my impact was. Instead of defending myself, I just said, thank you. I left it at that because I really didn't know how to process it emotionally. And I actually spent a week thinking about how unfair it was that she told me that I was being disrespectful to her and brushing her aside. And about the end of a week, as I kept gnawing over this, I began to realize again, she wasn't judging my motive. She was telling me what my impact was. So we were out for one of our power walks and I said, honey, you remember a week ago when you said I was being disrespectful and I brushed you aside? She said, yeah, I remember. I said, I get it. I get it. You weren't telling me that I'm a disrespectful person. You were telling me how you felt, the impact that I was having. And honey, I'm sorry. I did not want you to have that impact. I thought she's going to say, wow, what a great husband. She said, well, good. I'm glad you figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> and it took you a week. <laughs> but you know, this happens over and over and over again. I'm the expert of my intent. You're the expert of my impact. If I don't suspend my own judgment, my own protectiveness or defensiveness about my intent to listen to what you tell me, I'm not going to learn how to be a better leader at closing the gap between what my intent was and how it actually impacted you. This is the first step to being great as a leader in receiving feedback. And boy, you can practice that at home. And if you can master it at home with your spouse, your significant other, your children, you're well on the way to becoming a complete leader. 
So what is the call to action for us today? What do you want? Uh, what, what do you want us to do when we get into the office today or, or go home tonight? Well, I'm going to be unabashed in, in uh, recommending, first of all, that our listeners, if you haven't already picked up a copy of the Complete Leader book, get it. You can get it at Amazon. You can get it through our website. Get a copy of the Complete Leader. And when you get that book, not only does it, it's essentially an encyclopedia of the 25 skills that we talked about that fall into these four categories, but in the back of the book, there's a special URL. So there's a website with a password that will make you a member of the Complete Leader community when you go to the completeleader.org. And at the completeleader.org, there's an assessment that you can take where you measure your current level of mastery of the 25 skills that we've been talking about. So you're going to get an idea of how far you are in your journey as a clear thinker. And you're going to get an idea of how far you are in your journey in leading yourself and then leading others. And then finally, in being authentic. So that doesn't cost you anything. You get that. And in addition, the website has uh, over 50 short videos from our facilitators, the different trainers in our program. It has links to the podcasts that you've been hosting for us. It has really a plethora of material that you can tap into that's going to help you on this journey of becoming clear thinking in your influence in your leadership, becoming a higher achiever and becoming more effective in interfacing with or influencing others as you lead. And it's going to give you materials that help you to continue on your own very personal journey into authenticity as a leader. All right. Ron Price, co-author of The Complete Leader. Thank you so much. It was Great hearing the backstory to the book. So we really appreciate that today. This is the Complete Leader Podcast. Everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.